Blog Talk Radio. would like to introduce her snake before we get going. Yes, he's the newest member of the Devil's Hour Paranormal family. You're watching on Facebook. That's Frankenstein. He is adorable. He's a little green snake. And the cat is super salty about yeah. this snake. And this has been going on for like he is since, since I brought the snake home. Yeah, he is. The, the cat is jealous. Very, very jealous of the snake. It's kind of disturbingly jealous. But it works in my favor because the cat's been my best friend all day. So there's that. And today is a pretty awesome day because today we actually have Shaggy calling in, who's been on the show before, but not in months. This yeah, he, he was one of our first. Guests. Yeah, he might have been our second or third guest. Um, He's going to call in because his group, the Powerholics, everything's linked in our, um, on the Blog Talk Radio page, all his uh, links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all of that. Um, but he's going to call in because they just spent some time in Iowa at the Villisca Axe-Murder House and the Mulvern Mansion, Manor, Manor, I think, uh, which is definitely on my list of places that I would like to go. So I'd definitely love to pick their brain about that. Um they did, uh, but prior to that, I did post, we did post a uh, thing on, on our Instagram this week about sleep paralysis, and it says, sleep paralysis is the frightening sensation of being unable to move at a stage between wakefulness and sleep. Historically, people thought that sleep paralysis was caused by demons sitting on one's chest. I just kind of wanted to bring up the whole sleep paralysis thing, so then I asked, have you experienced sleep paralysis, and what are your thoughts? We got a bunch of responses. Um, Crystal Phillips said, I've experienced sleep paralysis. It's a weird feeling. When there was a quote-unquote bad spirit in my house, he could eclipse your body, making it hard to move, talk, or function. He also would hold you down at night. This is experienced by four different people. What he did and sleep paralysis were similar but very different. Um, our friend Steph said she experienced this, and it was freaky. I fell asleep on the couch, and my family was in the room. I then heard them and tried to comment, but I was unable to move or speak, and I kept trying. It was the weirdest feeling. Eventually, I got up, but it was really freaky. Uh, our other friend, Lois, said it's, that her fiancé does it all the time, and it's scary to see. Um, Ghosts and Graveyard says, I haven't done a ton of research. I'm gonna, oh, they said something else. I have to guess the other one. Um... Dave Cook said, I've had this too and been to the doctors about this because it's very scary, but however much I want to believe it could be paranormal, it's caused by too much potassium in your diet that causes this. So he's saying it's not paranormal. Um, Our friend Lauren said, I used to have this all the time when I was in high school. I would be in bed and open my eyes, and there were always spiders crawling down from my ceiling. I would try to scream or move, but I couldn't. So I would close my eyes super tight, and when I opened them, they were gone, and I could move. Many, many nights I slept on my mom's floor because of this. Uh, Paranormal Interventions of Australia. I awoke one night as I was hearing my name being called, and there was a spirit of a young lady standing there. My body was paralyzed, and I had a heavy feeling on top of me from my chest down to my groin area. 
I couldn't even yell out. Then it vanished and I could move. I left the room straight away and slept in another part of the house. Uh, Mystical Minnesota said, I definitely believe that there is a demonic component. When it happened to me, there were facets of my dream that preceded it that directly related to religion. Apparently, I pissed off a demon and I paid for it. My brother had it happen three times, I think. The one time he remembered waking up feeling like someone was in the room and he looked up in the corner and saw a black swirling mass. And just as he saw it, it attacked, jumped on his chest. My brother would confirm it, but he passed away the day before Thanksgiving. Sorry about that. Um, Sinister Southern Spirit says, I have sleep paralysis and it's not a pleasant experience. I have seen things during this time that would make people scream. Absolutely something that is not a good experience. And lastly, Victoria Grace said, I experience sleep paralysis every now and then, usually during a nap. I've only ever hallucinated once, and it was of an old woman standing near me. Recently, I had my most terrifying experience. I had a dream where I was exploring the basement of an old school and ended up possessed by a demon. When I woke up, it was dark, and obviously I couldn't move. I ended up reciting the Lord's Prayer until I could. I have never experienced sleep paralysis. I have not. I, I've been, I've experienced it. Have you ever, like, like jolted yourself awake and mm-hmm. you don't quite know why? That, mm-hmm. That's all I've ever – well, then again, I do wake up with my shoes tied around my neck, but that was a whole other episode. No, I've jolted or, like, been, like, jolted awake and you yeah. don't know why, but I've never experienced I've, sleep paralysis. No, I don't think I want to. I don't know. It's, I tried looking into it a little when I posted this, but there's not a lot. And like that guy said, there's a lot of people that try to discredit it and say that it's some sort of a um, something to do with stuff going on in your body. But then that makes me think of like, what about all these people that say they saw things? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. Uh, I know like it's it's like I find it freaky when I jolt myself awake. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine feeling like full consciousness and not being able to control I think when you joke yourself awake, part of it is you were dreaming of something and it just was not a dream that yeah. you remember. But I don't remember my dream. But there's still, like, that moment of panic. Oh, my God, yeah. So I can't imagine having, like, a full-blown episode of sleep paralysis and moving on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I believe it. Because a lot of people have talked about it. And like I said, I believe it because not everybody says it's paranormal and not everybody says it's scientific. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Upon a little bit, I didn't delve very far into it. Um, and if we didn't have Shaggy calling in in a little while, I would delve more into it. But this will be a topic for next week, then. I will uh, look a little bit more into it and ask some sort of other question that relates to this. I don't know what made me think of it. Like, to, to post it, I have no idea. And pretty soon we're hoping to have our first live on-air guest. Mm-hmm. We may. It, it, it's good. And if we can, it's going to be epic. Mm-hmm. It will be an alien discussion. Yeah. What was that place we had to look up? Something Pine? Pinebush, New York? Yes. There you go. Together we have a full brain. <laughs> Separate, we do not. No. Oh, my God, they have an the alien festival. Hold up. Hold on, hold the phone. Hold up. They have a full-blown UFO fair in Pine Bush, New York. And we can go. When is it? June 9th. Of course. Shit. Oh, we can't go. Damn it. Oh, my God. We are famous for the eccentric costumes and alien gear the crowd arrives wearing. The celebration includes all-day live music, kids' activities and games, a great variety of food, wonderful arts and crafts vendors, UFO novelties, live characters walking around, pop-up street performances, and interactive games for adults. We have volunteered for something that Saturday that we can't not do. But we can tell them what we're doing. We're volunteering for the New Jersey Special Olympics that day. So that. That's a hell of a good reason not to be at a UFO fair. I am going to post this, though, on our Facebook because I feel like this is... Uh, this is pretty freaking cool. This is this is something. Wow. Okay. I can get behind this. We, we will have to go next year. It was supposed to be in May, apparently, but it got rescheduled. Yes, but we, we have made a prior commitment for a very good cause, so we can't be mad about that. I never sent the link. Yeah, we 100% need to go on it, too. 
I feel like your dad is going. I'm going to. I'm emailing it to him right now. It's an eight four five, so it can't be. Um, no, that's usually like Rockland County. Mm-hmm. Link. Okay, we're good. Nope, don't want to copy that link. God damn it! I am having technical difficulties right now. More so than usual. Usually, I am okay. I've had a bad day, so I'm I'm super off my game. Seventy two. Oh, eight five. Okay. So, no, I have a, a question. Yeah. We we need some time between now and Jay and Cole. Oh, yeah. Should be in like five minutes. Have you ever like woken up but not fully woken up and had like weird experiences? Or people argue that that's why you had a weird experience. It's like you see something or feel something in that like between awake and asleep stage. Yeah, and uh, but that's I mean, what people were arguing about sleep paralysis too. That that had something to do with being in that. Weird. Because look, I'm going to give an example. Okay. I had a dog, and she was 16 when she passed away, and I was 17 when I when she passed away. So, do the math. I had that dog my entire life at that point. She did not like thunderstorms, and I used to have a trundle bed. So every time we had a really bad thunderstorm, she would come into my room because my mom could sleep through freaking the bombing of Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. And she would come in and shake my bed. So not even like fully awake, I would routinely get out of my bed, pull the trundle out a little bit, and she would go in and go to sleep because I guess that's where she kind of felt like safe. Mm-hmm. After she died for, like, years, whenever there was a really bad thunderstorm, I would wake up feeling my bed shaking. And my mom always was like, oh, it's that, like, weird thing where you're not, like, like you're not quite awake yet. But I'm sitting there going, I was very awake because I would get out of my bed pull out the trundle bed and crawl back into bed like I had done for as long as I can remember. Yeah. It, would that fall under, like, a, a sleep paralysis? No, because sleep kind of paralysis thing. is you, you can't move. Moving but I'm saying, or like, speak, and some people will say that they're, they're seeing some sort of dark energy or dark force during this moment, some people say it's nothing. Like, we had the one woman, the Lauren, say that she would see spiders right. falling from her yeah. ceiling, but then you had Steph who was in the middle of, you know, the living room with her family, and nothing was happening. So that's, that's why people argue. I mean, anything paranormal or demonic or anything like that is always going to be argued against, you know, fact. But the main argument on this is that it, it doesn't have to be demonic. It can be something to do with, like that guy said, a low potassium in your bloodstream or, or high potassium. High potassium, he said, whatever it is. I don't, I'm not medical. I don't know. But I just always found it, it weird. And, like, finally my mom was just like, well, you know, the next time, because it would, like, freak me out. And she was like, well, the next time it happened, my dog's name was Poochie. She would be like, say, you're a good girl, Poochie, but you need to move on. And basically be like ghost whisperer. Did you ever watch that show, Jennifer Love You? Yeah. I used to love that show. You have to move them over. But she said, she's like, just tell her, you know, like, she's a good girl. You love her, but she needs to move on from here. And And again, probably like 24 hours when me and my mom had that conversation. And... I said it, and I, it never happened again after that. Yeah, well, like, that's probably like the weirdest paranormal experience I've ever had. Of course, but uh, prior to other things, um, 
Continue. Once I started paranormal investigating, really weird shit happened, but I can blame no one but myself for that. I'm pretty sure it all came home with me. Which is? Might as well. We just had Shaggy just texted us, and he just had an emergency come up, so he's actually not going to be able to call in tonight, which is fine. Um, Things happen. Yeah. We we will have to reschedule with him. So now we're going to continue on with this conversation, and I will do a little research about sleep paralysis. But yes. Let Chris and we will reschedule Shaggy because he's awesome. Yeah. He's and awesome. if you're watching us live, hold on, I have to answer a text. Go on. <laughs> um, boom. Yeah, so I just, like, that was the only terrible experience I've ever had in this house prior to me investigating. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, I've had weird things happen, like, after a last especially after Hinsdale when I woke up with the sheets tied around my neck. But I was always, like, kind of annoyed that nothing really super weird happened here because this house was built in 1888. The Revolutionary War happened in this area. But I also feel like for something to happen, something would have had to have happened here. Like, you don't just get things that happen. Like, somebody had to have died, be it in a, in a rough manner, be it in a, you know, not rough manner. Anyway, somebody had to pass away. There's or history some... all over this fucking place. But that doesn't mean it happened here. Shut up. I don't know. Or maybe doing what you're doing has, I mean, we also did play with Ouija boards. So let's just say in theory, I don't believe a Ouija board, but let's just say in theory, it just took them a little while to start coming out. Because not a lot was happening before we did that Ouija board. No, before we did the Ouija board, I woke up with my bed sheets tied around my neck. Yeah, but that was after Hinsdale. Hinsdale was fucked up. Hinsdale is a place that we have to go back. Yeah. That was, that's a place. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, to talk to Dan, yeah, about that, yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's a place, but I don't know, I don't that's, know. That's a a warm place. I've never went back there when it's cold. Yeah, again. it was fucking freezing because it's like all the way up in upstate New York, and we went in October, and it was like freaking six degrees, and none of us were prepared for that. No one brought jackets. No, we had jackets. It was so freaking cold. No, we we were not prepared for that. When the guy starts putting on like his snowsuit and like yeah. gloves, and we're sitting there in like hooded sweatshirts and jeans, and he's like, "We're going outside." And we're like, "Yeah." That's happening. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't feel my butt for a while. Oh my god, it was bad. It wasn't bad because it was fun and a lot of shit happened, but it was bad. The, the, the weather was bad. Mm-hmm. I can believe that because we had another friend. She's reading a comment and it okay. says, "My mom swears a colonial ghost lives in our old house in Bergenfield." Oh, sorry. That's okay. And I can I can believe that because we had another family friend of ours that used to have. A, a spirit that they called the colonel up in her attic that swore, she swore played pool. Like, we'd just start moving balls around? Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Lovely. Yes, I, I, on my, do I have my recorder or does Anthony have my recorder? I don't know who has what anymore. Wherever my recorder is, whether it's here or with uh, Anthony, um, our tech guy, yeah. he's the tech guy who's party. sleeping right now and not paying attention to us, um, on there, I do have, we did things in her house. I do have a folder in there that's at her house. I've never listened to it, so I couldn't tell you. If yeah, but she happened. used to swear that you could hear the, the pool balls moving up in the attic. I, I believe it, but that's what I'm saying about your house. Like, yes, it's old, but not every old structure is haunted. Yes, but look at me. I'm Antichrist? Yes. Antichrist. <laughs> I'm like the epitome of like, weird things happen to me and find me. <laughs> Yeah, but but now look at what you're doing. You're opening yourself up to all of this. And anytime we go into a place and we say, like... And call me out for being a witch. Although I'm not. That night was my fucking God. We really have to go back on the recorders to see if we can record that. Like, because I can go back on my ghost radar and, like, read what it wrote. But because it was just such intelligent responses and I am so on the fence about ghost radar. Do you feel something vibrating the table? My leg is on it. Oh. I, and I'm also doing this. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm, it's like, okay, I'm better now. There's a bottle shaking which is making the table vibrate. Um, I just lost my train of thought. But, oh, you, anytime we go somewhere and we go like, 
Can you say one of our names? Can you touch one of us? Use our energy. That's, in theory, you opening yourself up to this, therefore allowing them, I don't want to say into your body, but kind of into your body. Yeah, but every time I ever come home, like at the threshold of the house, I will always go, you're not welcome to follow me past this place. That doesn't mean that that. that's what they, I'm just saying. No, but the last time we went to the woods, it was bad. That was like the first time I ever felt sick and like stayed sick. Like usually you leave the woods and it's just like everything lifts. I I was like sick to my stomach for like two hours after we got home. Yeah, that was intense. And I, I had, like, a fucking scratch mark on my back. I was like, was it me for once? Yeah. Usually me. it is me. I, I, to say I was less than thrilled. But also somebody informed us that somebody's filming something there. And if it's paranormal and we're not on it, I'm going to kick so much ass. Yeah, because well, at least at least they were not on it. I did so much more ass. All right, so I pulled up some things in sleep paralysis, and it's saying, what is sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis is a temporary inability to move or speak, which happens when waking up or falling asleep. Of type of parasomnia, it can last anywhere between a few seconds to several minutes and usually happens when the person is stupine, lying on their back. Sleep paralysis often occurs in patients suffering from narcolepsy. Although it doesn't cause any physical harm, the sensation of being unable to move can be very frightening and cause considerable anxiety. Many people experience additional symptoms which add to their trauma, such as sensing an intruder in the room, footsteps, voices, and shadows. Paranormal. Kind of falls in line with what yeah. people have said. A weight or pressure on the chest, floating, levitation, or an out-of-body experience, or the sensation of being choked, strangled, or sexually assaulted. These hallucinations are more likely anxiety-related. However, their frightening nature has led to a number of myths. It's led to a number of myths and legends being spawned throughout history. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I get that it could be, like, anxiety-related or some sort of, like, mental state-related, but, like, I, I don't know. Okay, but what if you woke up and you were fucking floating off the bed, floating levitation or an outer body experience? But if you're, like, in, like, some kind of, like, a weird state, I, I can kind of get it. Not that you're actually levitating, but think about it. How many people have claimed that they felt like they were levitated and they were either possessed or they were aliens or shit? Yeah. Maybe that was just that form of sleep paralysis. Because they don't have witnesses, but that's how they felt. And there have been plenty of times where I have, like, woken up and felt like a dream was, like, super, super real. I mean, like, I can understand that waking up and being convinced that my dream was real. It doesn't happen that often, which I feel makes it, like, feel that much more real when it does. Yeah. But I can can believe that if you do have this, that you can feel like you've been levitated or that yeah well this says uh, we have to watch this this is the paranormal paranormal quotations symptoms of sleep paralysis the 2015 documentary the nightmare which i'm going to leave this open because we're going to watch that focused on sufferers of sleep paralysis disorders and the terrifying experience they have when they go to bed it highlights how complex the condition can be and how it blurs lines between sleep dreams and mental health and even the paranormal in many cases there will be additional symptoms which accompany the episode of waking sleep paralysis these can vary in severity and might appear as standalone feelings or in combination with others. They include pressure on the chest and difficulty breathing, feeling the presence of someone or something in the room, overwhelming feeling of terror, fear, or sadness, hallucinatory vision, smell, sounds, and feelings. How these symptoms manifest varies from sufferer to sufferer. Some may find the feelings to be vague and almost indescribable, while others experience terrifying events in from detail. Well, that didn't really say anything about the paranormal. Okay. Just, if we do watch this. Yeah. I'm going to call it complete bullshit unless they have, like, electrodes strapped to people. Because I want to see, like, what their brain waves are doing during this sleep paralysis. Because, I mean, her and I can go upstairs after this podcast, take a video camera and go, okay, 
pretend you're sleeping and in like 13 and a half minutes start freaking the fuck out. Like I want to see brainwave activities before I'm going to believe it. This guy did polls. Now we have another one. This guy is saying... Okay. There's a typical sleep paralysis experience. Imagine the following scenario. You've fallen asleep as usual after a long day. You hope you'll have pleasant dreams and wake up the next morning feeling refreshed. But instead of waking up peacefully in the morning, ready to groggily hit the snooze button, you awaken at an unknown time in the middle of the night. Two things immediately spring to mind. You can't move at all, and you're not alone. You feel a weight on your chest pressing you down and preventing you from sitting up. But it's worse than that. You can't move your arms or legs. You can't even move your lips to call out for help. You're not sure who or what is pushing on your chest. It's too dark to see, but you just know there's a presence there, something strange and something frightening. This happened to me last year, and it was a very unsettling experience. Fortunately, there was no demon, ghost, or burglar in my room. So sleep paralysis stories like this one are surprisingly common. A review of 35 sleep paralysis studies in 2011 analyzed how many people had it at least once. 7.6% was the general population, 28.3% was students, and 31.9% was psychiatric patients. Um, and then he did polls. So he says, I ran several polls for a year to find out more about people's experience of sleep paralysis. It's possible that many people who search online about it will have had more intense episodes, perhaps skewing the results. But they still provide a fascinating insight into what people go through and how they poll. They cope. The poll one. In poll one, you can see that many have had the experience of thinking there was a demon or other being in the room. So what was your experience? He, out of 30,743 people, 28.8% said there's a demon or some other being. Uh, 15% said felt crushed or strangled. 9.9% said an intruder. Uh, 9.3% said never had it. 6.5% said other. 6.1% said an outer body experience. And 24.3% said they had several of these. Um, poll two shows that, well, that, so that to me shows that a lot of people lean towards this being more of a paranormal thing. Yeah, but, and then this, poses my question if you're not into any of this stuff Mm. and all of a sudden one day you're 40 something years old and you feel you're being pinned down to the bed and you can't anything that's doing that to you what would you be like your first reaction because I would probably think and again also factor in religion to that if you're a religious person you're probably going to think it's a demon or something else like that no I get it keep in mind demons don't just like exist in the occult you know that that is a religious fear go back to my Okay, back to my story. So poll two. Poll two shows that many readers find sleep paralysis terrifying. Again, those who search online for it likely have found it particularly disturbing. So on a scale of 1 to 10 and 10,694 people, uh, 52.9% said 10, 13.1% said an 8, 10.2% said 9, 8.8% said 7, 4.2% 4.2% said 6, 4% said 5, 2.2% said 1, 1.9% said 4, 1.5% said 3, and 1.2% said 2. So, again, a majority of them found it frightening. But even if you're not um, relating that to the paranormal, I feel like it's just a frightening experience. Oh, yeah, but I feel like it's easier to blame that on something paranormal if... No, I know it's easy to blame, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, you're going to find it terrifying whether you're thinking that there's a demon in your room ready to eat you, or you just... This is just happening. Mm-hmm. Either way, not being able to move is terrifying. But I also kind of feel like this. Like, if you are into the paranormal occult supernatural, I feel like if that happens, I would be a little more prone to be like, 
okay, this is a sleep paralysis. It's, it's probably nothing paranormal. I feel like if I knew nothing about it, I would be like, oh, my God, Satan is choking me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, either way, I just feel like it's frightening. Okay, so poll three shows that most readers first experienced sleep paralysis during childhood or adolescence. So out of 19,154 people, what age did you first have sleep paralysis? 49.2% between the ages of 13 and 19, 21.5% between the ages of 20 and 29, 21.3% under 13, and 8% is 30 and plus. So majority of it was when they were a teenager, basically. Okay, so... Are you being needy? Um, poll 4 shows that most readers don't experience sleep paralysis on a regular basis. So out of 10,274 people, how often... Um, 22.8% said two to 10 times in my life, 16.2% said only once, 16.2% said several and then there were gaps, 10.6% said several times per year, 9.8% said several times per month, 6.8% said never, 5.6% said started recently, 5% said not sure, 4.9% said several times per week, and 1.9% said every night, and if I had sleep paralysis every night, I would never fucking sleep. No. It would be like freaking nightmare on Elm Street. I'd be taking that medicine to make me stay awake. <laughs> um, let's see. Poll five shows some of the things that have helped people stop sleep paralysis. So out of 18,774 people, here we go. This comes into religion, I guess. It says 18.8% said prayer helps. 18.1% said no technique. 15.7% said try to fight it, 14.3% uh, said stay calm, 14.1% said move a finger, but can you move a finger? Yeah, and that, that's what I'm going to have to argue. If it's paralysis, you can't move. Uh, or is it one of those things like you sit there thinking you're moving a finger? Maybe. Uh, 11.2% said talk or shout, but again, have to argue that because people say that when they have sleep paralysis, you can't move your lips and you can't talk or shout. So how are you doing that? Yeah. And 7.8% said move your body, which brings you right back to, I thought you couldn't move during sleep paralysis, so how are you moving your body? I don't know. But here's the scientific explanation, because so we need to give both sides of this, I guess. The causes of physical aspects of sleep paralysis are slightly different depending on the stage of sleep in which you experience it. Some people experience sleep paralysis during sleep onset, sometimes known as hypnagogic sleep paralysis. While falling asleep, your body naturally relaxes and you become less aware as you drift off to sleep. However, if you do remain aware, you don't realize you can't move or speak if your brain stops your muscles from moving to help keep you safe while you dream. Um, uh, alternatively, it can happen after you've already been asleep, known as hypnopompic sleep paralysis. During the night, you cycle through several different stages of sleep. During what's called the rapid eye movement, or REM stage, you tend to dream more vividly. During that stage, your brain switches off your muscles to prevent you from acting out your dreams and potentially hurting yourself. If you become aware again before the REM sleep cycle finishes, you may become conscious of the fact that you're still paralyzed. You could look at sleep paralysis as your body and brain being temporarily out of sync. And the explanation for why you feel physically paralyzed but awake is one thing, but how does science explain three of the main sleep paralysis stories that people report? That there's an intruder or other presence in the room, that there's a demon or other evil presence pushing down in your chest, strangling or doing other unpleasant things to you, or having an out-of-body experience. The first two are usually explained by a combination of three occurrences. Misinterpretation, which during the rapid eye movement stage of sleep and the muscle paralysis that comes with it, your breathing can be shallower, and when you try to breathe deeply, you may feel that you can't. Your brain might tend to misinterpret this as a feeling of being strangled or a presence pushing down on your chest. Fight or flight. When you feel threatened, your body naturally reacts with its fight or flight defense mechanism. So if you wake up and are unable to move when it's dark, you may react to the sensation of paralysis and breathing difficulty by thinking that something bad is happening. And sleep hallucinations. In addition to the above two processes, several brain structures might interact to create a hypnagogic hallucination. During the experience of an intruder or demonic entity, the hallucination might not initially take on any particular form. And when the threat system comes into play, you might misinterpret the feeling that you're not alone as being 
the additional presence of something bad, and that then forms a hallucination, which is a demonic or malevolent in some way. Then they explain the out-of-body experience isn't explained by the activation of the threat system. Instead, it's explained by the parts of the brain involved in coordinating movement and working out where the body physically is in space. Researchers generally agree that out-of-body experience is another form of hallucination caused by a neurological mechanism. So I don't know. So my question is, is there any link to this in, like, night terrors? No, because isn't technically a night terror just, like, a super bad dream? I don't know. I've never had night terrors. What I consider a normal dream is probably a nightmare to most. Night terror, also known as sleep terror, is a sleep disorder causing feelings of terror or dread and typically occurs during the first hours of stages three to four non-REM sleep. Sleep terrors begin in children and usually stop during adolescence. So, yeah, I, I would think it's just you for unknown, unknown reason. Like, <gasps> like, maybe that's kind of what you're talking about. When you wake up, like when you, like, shock yourself awake. Yeah. And that could be in when you're a kid, you don't know how to, like... And obviously, that's going to freak the fuck out. Yeah, well, I still get way freaked out. Like, I don't want to say, like, freaked out, but I just feel like my heart starts to race when I, like, shock myself awake, and I don't know why. It says, nightmares, you can often recall the experience in vivid detail, but with night terrors, you usually have no recollection of the event the next morning. So that's what the difference is. I don't know. I don't know. But then this guy goes into the not scientific, which is what we need. So he's saying, let's look at the three main types of sleep paralysis. So number one being the intruder feeling someone's like someone is in your room. Uh, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a sudden feeling that there's a human intruder in your room, then the possible explanation is simple. There really is someone else in your room. If you weren't paralyzed, there would be an obvious way to find out if there was a case. Turn on the light and have a look. But if you're paralyzed, though, so that doesn't work. Thankfully, it's unlikely that you'll wake up to find a real intruder in your bedroom, and it's even less likely that they'll have a way to paralyze you while they help themselves to your valuables. So if you wake up paralyzed and struggling to breathe and then notice the present on the other side of the room, it's probably safe to assume there's no intruder. I don't feel like that's going to make me feel better. It's not. I thought I didn't read this before we started talking. I feel like when I first started reading that, I thought he was going to say there really is someone else in the room, i.e. there is like a spirit or an energy in the room. Because you ever have that this where you're going to make me feel better? I'm not saying it's going to make you feel better, but you ever, like, have that feeling where you think that someone's watching you? Yes, but I also sleep with a machete. Okay, but that's not going to help you if there's some sort of... But I'm saying, if, if I wake up and I feel like somebody is staring at me and I don't have sleep paralysis, at least I feel like I can do, defend myself. Whether it be a real person or not, at least I have that, like... Okay, I've got something. Because if you wake up out of dead sleep, you're not going to sit there and go, this is a real person, this is a fake person. Your initial reaction is going to be, somebody's in my room, I'm about to fuck somebody's night up. Yeah, I guess. If I had sleep paralysis and I couldn't reach for said machete, I'd be completely panic-stricken. Yeah. That's why I think sleep paralysis is such a... Big and, I'm like, not knocking things. it. I'm just saying, like, I, I yes, I have definitely awoken feeling like something is staring at me, there with me, sat on my bed. I've been there. I've had that feeling. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt better knowing that I can, like, at least physically attempt to do something. If I felt like I was pinned to my bed and couldn't do anything about it, I, I, I couldn't imagine that. I'm no. a violent person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that either. All right, number two being the demon. Wait, what? If you firmly believe in supernatural entities, there may not be a great deal of science that can convince you otherwise. It's a personal choice to believe in such things. What I would like to su- suggest, though, is this. If you experience sleep paralysis, wouldn't it be more comforting, comforting not to believe that you're being tormented by demons? The scientific explanation would make the scarier experiences easier to shake off and then go back to sleep and not dwelling too much on the experience is what many people do manage to successfully do. So this guy's trying to say that imagine it's not a demon. 
Um, let's see. Around the world, there are many cultural interpretations of the forces at work in this particular kind of sleep paralysis. For example, in Fiji, the demon is sometimes seen as a deceased relative coming back for some unfinished business or to tell the person something important. In Chinese folklore, it is also seen as a ghost rather than a demon or an intruder. I feel like I feel better about that. Than being a demon? Yeah. Especially if it's like a relative or somebody you know. Because I've, I don't know, I don't know if you ever have, but I have had a, a dream after relatives have passed away where they kind of was like, it's okay. Like, I'm good. You know, and it was upsetting, not terrifying. Yeah. I can deal with upsetting, but I, I, I'd rather see, like, a, a dead relative than, uh, you know, Demon. A demon with, like, a goat head. Yeah. Um, some countries, such as Iran and Pakistan, interpreted as being demons or spirits who have taken over a person's body, often due to black magic performed by an em- enemy. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, in Turkish culture, the entity is literally seen as sitting on your chest and stealing away your breath. Uh, many countries and cultures appear to have an explanation for sleep paralysis, demons, and spirits, some very similar and others quite different. The common theme is that the entity is up to no good and something to be feared. I'm yet to find a culture which believes it's kind of beautiful creature. But I would feel like Fiji and Chinese are looking at this as a kind, like... Okay, I'm going to compare this to something, and for anybody who has ever experienced sleep paralysis, please know that in no way, shape, or form this is mocking, but I feel like it might be a... Kick Jim, like a good kind of like thing. If you've ever seen the movie Monsters, Inc., and I know this is where it's about to sound ridiculous, they literally go through little kids' closets Mm -hmm. and scare the the hell out of them to capture the energy from their fear to create power for where they live. And again, I, I promise you, you think that this is happening. But I promise you, I'm I'm really like not mocking, but like, if you're looking at this from a paranormal perspective, I'm not saying that there's like, you know, a, a town like three layers under the earth doing this, but maybe they're like gaining they're energy. gaining energy from this fear if you're looking at it from a truly paranormal perspective. I mean, that really is quite a way to look at it, but it does make sense. And that's why I said, I, I promise, I'm seriously not mocking as ridiculously <laughs> as it, it sounds, but, I mean, it's all about, the, the Monsters, Inc. is literally, you know, fear and, and energy in the beginning. Like, what if that's really what they're doing? They're taking that fear while you're most vulnerable when you're sleeping and using that as energy for themselves. That's really where the comparison is supposed to be. I mean, I get it. I don't know. I have drank a lot tonight. That's one way. Um, I have a ton. <laughs> that is one way to look at it. I'm not completely out there. No, I. Well, it makes, if you break sense. it down to like the fundamentals. No, it does make sense. Let's see. So now I. I just saw something about cats and penguins. Can I just we... found a bunch of stories. Let's see. This one's with cats and penguins. We're going to read the same story. It's called cats. I went too far. It's called cats, penguins, and a shadow man. Oh my! I've had three sleep paralysis events in my life. I saw a cat-sized shadow figure at the base of my bed, and it slowly crawled up to my sheets and finally onto my chest. I felt uncomfortable. Another time, I saw a shadow man walking around my room, disappearing behind my open door. This is the scariest one I've had so far. So far. This one was the best. I saw a couple of surreal-looking penguins walking around my bedroom. It was amusing and funny. I I think you're on drugs, ma'am, or so. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I would be panicked because I would be waking up, like, not being able to move and feeling like something was sitting on my chest. I was going to say shitting on my chest. Sitting on my chest. But if I saw penguins, it makes it a little bit better. I'm pretty sure that's called LSD, not sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, God, here's another one. I've never had visual encounters, but when it happened the first time, I was laying on my left side and started to feel that pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed and started panicking, something whispered in my ear, just coming in to say goodnight. That's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. Yeah, I, that. But see, again, that to me feels like that could fall under the potential family yeah, thing. Yeah, just saying goodnight. Yeah. 
Like, that to me didn't seem aggressive. It just, that could fall under one of those, you know, other cultures. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, this person says they have a sleep paralysis guardian angel. Let me say my sleep paralysis guardian angel was a weird experience. I'd been getting sleep paralysis on and off for about 18 months by this point, so I could usually tell straight away when it was happening. At first, I thought it was the usual demon things beside my bed, but when I looked properly, I realized I could clearly see a man kneeling next to my bed smiling at me. It wasn't a creepy smile, more like a parent coming in to check on their kid. He looked like he was dressed in a 50s-style suit and hat. He didn't say anything, although I get the sense he was letting me know everything was all right and he'd look after me. And this says it was the best experience of my life. Okay. It was the best experience of her life. My mom once told me that when she was younger, her room lit up and a couple of men dressed in white and gold were sitting at the foot of her bed playing music. One had a guitar and the other some kind of wind instrument. My mother said she felt such joy and peace and that she didn't want them to ever go. When she finally managed to move her head, she heard one of them say to the other, she's waking up, it's time for us to go, and then they vanished. That, I feel like, some of these things I feel like could just be dreaming. Yeah. I've had some pretty weird dreams. Yeah. I have to tell somebody right when I wake up, though, otherwise I never remember my dreams. Yeah, we have both woken up to to text messages prior to the other person being awake, being like, I have to tell you. (laughs) I have to tell you. And then here comes the getting photographed. Thank God. I still have screen caps somewhere, the one where you texted me and said we, we were in jail with Norman Reedus because we were being hit then or something we were, like that. We were in boondog thing. She's like, yeah, we were in jail with Norman Reedus. I was like, can we really do that? She's like, I don't think we'd be good at men. <laughs> we saved that one. No, it wasn't Hitman. What was it? It was, it was something else. It was not Hitman. I don't remember. I'll find something. I don't remember. But I was like, can we make that happen in real life? And she's like, we would not be good. Yeah, I I hope those are saved somewhere. That that was a good conversation. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like the next time you told me your neck and back hurt. Oh, my God. I have that (laughs) saved, too. (laughs) I can't. I I am the most useless person on the face of this planet. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to pee. Read one. Oh, it's going to get me. There you go. <laughs> Can you read? Oh, yeah. Yes? Okay, so it says, I've gotten mine so frequently that I don't even freak out about it anymore. It's still scary, but not nearly as much as it used to be. The first few hallucinations were awful. A little creature eating something on my floor. I blink. Now he's right next to my face chewing on something and whispers, remember me? An old lady standing over my head and whispers, darling. I told my mom about that one, and she asked if I thought it was a late grandma. No, it was evil. The hallucinations are always evil. Even if I can't see anything, there's always an overwhelming presence in the room, that, and it's always evil. I can't move. I'm stuck. The evil is pulling me on me deeper and do, deeper. I can't cry for help. I can only breathe heavily as fast as I can, hoping someone will hear me breathing so loud and, come, and will come shake me out of it. I try to move a finger. Come on, finger. Why won't you just move? going to get me. See, some of these are crazy. It was a freaking... All right, maybe that's not an on-screen conversation. Yeah. Nothing dirty, but personal. Okay. It was aging before me. My first and only time I seen somebody transform was from dream to reality. I was dreaming it was this pleasant dream of a person you liked very much, a crush. Then I realized I was dreaming, so it turned into a lucid dream. And all of a sudden, I opened my eyes, and the face aged like an Indiana Jones movie where he drinks from the long grail, and it turned dark. And from lush, vivid environment around her, it turned black, dark, and it was my room in darkness. And above me, this age-old face of a woman, similar to the picture op showed. And the top of it, I couldn't move. I felt pressure on my chest, and it was aging before me. I'm not you're, you're going to get slapped again. I'm not going to get slapped again. No, oh, they're laughing at me. <laughs> Mine are a lot more evil than that and usually not on my body. My last experience was a demon in the corner of my room behind where I couldn't see, speaking some sort of gibberish. Other times it seems walking towards me totally Jacob's Ladder style, as in they move toward me almost hyper speed. Yes. But very slow, and their legs don't match their movement. A lot of time, a lot of the time, it isn't a demon. It's someone I know, but they're possessed, often laughing at me. 
for anybody who doesn't know, a Jacob's Ladder that is not a penis beer thing is two metal, like, rods that have electricity that kind of, like, oh. jolt between them, and it, it kind of looks like it it doesn't zigzag between them. It seems to connect them and, like, move up towards, you know, the top of the antenna. That is what a real Jacob's Ladder is, not the not, version. Not a penis. And you're supposed to be the smart one. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to play our goodbye song. We will come back with our last few minutes to uh, do that. So we will be BRB. Cat just spent that entire uh, song screaming at us in the background. Still yelling. 
And I don't know what he wants because I fed him. We picked him up. I've been loving him all day. My shirt is covered in boo right he has now. Water. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that he is very, very jealous of the snake. Oh, he's extremely jealous of the snake. We yes. learned that. I was holding the snake the other day, and the cat, who is Captain Antisocial, passed out on my boyfriend's lap for 45 minutes in protest of the snake. The fact that the cat is loving me right now says a lot. Oh, yeah, he is super jealous of the snake. He let me pick him up multiple times today, stretched out, did everything he never lets me do. And uh, he's also happy that I'm pretty sure another member of the family died. Yeah, R.I.P. to Christy's hairless rat. Yeah, my, my rat pinky passed away over the night. I wonder if you, I mean, not that, like, animals talk, but is there technically a way to, like, communicate with dead pets? I I swear, like, the first thing that ever paranormal happened here was my dog. I believe it. I never really thought about that. I do know that they say that animals are way more sensitive to anything paranormal than humans, that and kids. But I believe that because there are some times where Boo will kind of be looking like eye level mm-hmm. and then kind of like popcorn, like the guinea pigs will, mm-hmm. out of fear. And I feel like it's She's probably seeing my dog. He's probably seeing your dog? Yeah, he's probably seeing She just made her dog. male cat a female. Oh, the dog was a shape. I have been drinking. I've had a very shitty day. I'm yeah, sorry. Had a shitty day. I woke up to a dead pet, and then my, my truck crapped out. It's been a long day. And then, you know, eight hours of work. It's fine. <laughs> We have made it through this. I'm yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, Shaggy at the last minute had an emergency, but we'll I know he back. did because he would never just uh, back out on us like that. But no, um, we, we love these guys. The power halls, all of them are awesome. They've both been on. Huck has been on, and Shaggy have been on, and uh, we we want Huck's wife. I want on. yeah, I want Huck's wife on. Yeah, Maybe we won't have to really message bad. her. It just it's the timing or something for that. But we did feel figure that where they live in Texas, they're actually an hour ahead of us. So that's the only reason it worked out for Shaggy because he works overnight. Yeah. So it worked out. But, no, we'll definitely have him on. I'm going to say we probably will not be live next Monday because it's Memorial Day. Yeah. So we will be back on, I don't even know, it's June something, I guess. Fourth, probably. Hold on, looking at a calendar. Yeah, so we will not be live the 28th, but we will be live the 4th. Yeah. Because we will be... Um, I, I don't want to have to come back and try to be on on Memorial Day. So we're we're gonna nixnay the Memorial Day. Yeah, then we'll be back on June fourth. So that gives us two weeks to figure out shenanigans. Maybe I'll see if um, Shaggy can come back on the fourth. Yeah, and, and fingers crossed, we we might get up to Jenny Jump's Day Park this weekend. Yeah, because we will be up at Chrissy's Lake House, and the forest is not far, so. So we're, we're home. Saturday or Sunday or Monday on our way home because Monday might be shitty. We're looking at it, not like super sunny. Then maybe, I don't, I don't know. We'll work it out. We're gonna yeah, be up we'll there. We'll check the weather. If it's gonna be a crappy day, we'll we'll go up to Jenny John's because well, other than that, we'll be gonna be drinking beer and basking in fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it? So the fourth. Hopefully we'll have stories then because I read a lot about Jenny John's. And I yeah. am going to post, if you follow us on Facebook, the link to that UFO festival because yeah. it looks pretty it, awesome. It does. If we, if we didn't have not, yes. yeah, if we didn't have to go to the... I the feel like if it was anything else, I would have said, screw it, but we're, we volunteered our time. We have to go. Yeah. I'm not going to back out of that. Not and weird. Anthony is coming with us, and Anthony has a beard, so we need the guy to tell Anthony that his mom doesn't like his beard because it looks like pubes. I will piss myself laughing. Last year we were there, they had us serving food, so they put us in, like, a line. And our other friend has a beard, and one of the first group of people that came up, and it was this, you know, a Special Olympics athlete and his parents, walked up to us, and, you know, I give them what I have to give them, Christy gives them. And they, I know, I, I was facing the back making fun. Okay. Like, so I give them what they need. They get to our friend, and he looks at them, and he, I think Sloan made the first comment. He was like, oh, I like your beard. And the kid came back at him, oh, I like yours. Oh, no, I think 
the kid said to Sloan first, I like your beard. Sloan went back to him and said, oh, I like yours too. The kid then turned around and goes, you know, my mom doesn't like it. She says it looks like pubes. And just like didn't, the mother was mortified. The dad was laughing and the three of us couldn't make eye contact. It was bent over a box in the bath going. It took every fiber of my being to not start laughing. I couldn't look at them. It was like a solid no, 10 minutes. We all, knew, we all knew that if we looked at each other, it was over. Oh, my God. And the whole ride home, we were dying over it. And that's when I fell asleep and Sloan had to stop short and I hit my face on a monster pan. Oh, God. And Sloan did the instinctive parent thing. It was like, <laughs> we have to go to bed. Oh, my God. On that note, remember, we are not live. Um... Tomorrow, Monday. next Monday, we're live on the 4th, so. Happy hunting. Hail Satan? What? Is that better? <laughs> no, we just set it up.